What's good, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, otherwise known as B-Mix C. This is Nice Minds, and I have a very, very, very special guest with me. My dude, V. Washington, a.k.a. Vanless Washington. What's good, homie? Hey, man, just just living the life, man. Just living the life. You know what I'm saying? Just working on it. How you holding up? Oh, I'm good, man. Uh, Especially with uh, how crazy this year has been. 2020, 2021, just been insane. It really has, bro. It really has. So I was trying to remember uh, when we met, because I I remember hearing your music on MySpace. Mm -hmm. And... Like you had, you had this one track that I still remember the sample, and I it, uh, I'm your knight in shining armor, something something <laughs> like, I, I, you were singing on it, and I was like, this dude's voice is dope, and I, I'll never forget that sample though. I don't remember like what you were singing or anything, but I, I remember the sample, and I, I don't know if we had any mutual. Fr- I know we we ended up having mutual friends, but I don't know if a mutual friend like introduced us. I think I just hit you up on MySpace. Is that how that went? God, I, I didn't even remember that. That's funny. I think, no, nah, I don't think we had mutual friends. I think you just hit me up one day. It was like, yo, something about doing music together. And then we found out later we did have mutual friends. We kind of like, I think it was Ryan at first. And I think a couple other people. Yeah, it was just funny. But no, it was like, that's so funny. Yeah, that song. That's so funny because my brother actually wrote that song. And he was like, yeah, you should write some music. You should put it out. And that's the first time having somebody write music, you know what I'm saying? Have me sing to it. And so my brother was just like, he's always came up like really like, lovey-dovey songs and then we just put that out and i was like oh that's cool but then we i couldn't it didn't really flow to me so i was like that's cool but it's like, ah, you know what I'm it, was, it was okay but that's cool that's how you you found it that's funny i didn't know that that's the first time hearing that yeah i i thought i told you that but yeah so i i hit you up and then i had a song on my album mr uh mr nice guy was the album and the first time we met you just came through the studio and you laid down the hook. That was the very first time we met in person. And you just you came through and just killed it. I remember that. That was a good time. Yeah, that's how we started a friendship. Um, and then you you played a few shows and stuff like that. Um, so how did you get started with singing, though? Oh, man, so funny. So actually, I was in, uh, dude, this is funny here. Like, I don't know. I'm first off, bro, like, it's good talking with you as first thing. Oh, and yeah. it's crazy thinking, like, these questions that I've never actually been asked like questions this, you know, like as far as to go back this far, right. you know what I'm saying? That's wild. This is legit, you know, this is, this is tight. Um, <laughs> I would say, so what happened was actually, I want to say, I want to say it's probably like third grade. Um, I was in band. I was like playing saxophone. And like, usually my thing is like, if I want to learn so much, I'd be the best at it. That's kind of how I've always been. Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah. So basically what happened was I was playing saxophone and then there was like this play that was happening. And the play was Annie, you know, like, you know, like the old school yep. movie, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I was singing in the shower, but I, I was playing, you know, the saxophone. So to me, it's like singing is whatever. And then uh, they had the audition and I was like, oh, cool. I'm trying for the audition. And then everybody was like kind of shocked by the way I was singing. Cause I was like, what's so, I was looking at like, what the hell's going on? Why are you guys all like freaking out? You know what I'm saying? And then they're like, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't know that I actually knew how to sing. I just thought I was just, you know, I just always just sing anyways, tune and stuff. So I just for this part. I ended up actually getting a part in the play. It was like a Burt Healy part, like some like, hey, hobo man, hey, Dapper Dan, you both on your style. Oh, yeah. I, and I loved it. The whole thing, like the whole musical theater thing was cool. So then I actually switched over to choir actually next year because band, where I was, I was going to Frithy at the time, and band was just so boring, bro. Like there was nothing. It was always the same thing, like, hot cross buns, 
across. Right. The yeah. The, with the recorder. And I was like, yeah, it was yeah. boring. I was like, yo, this is not what's up. So I switched to choir and it was easy. Choir was easy. I didn't have to, I basically could just show up with nothing and just start singing. You know what I'm saying? I kind of had a good thing of memorizing music because I already was doing it in band anyways. So I didn't have to carry an instrument with me. I didn't have to carry like stand. I didn't have to do any of that. And I was like, oh, I don't clean an instrument. This is easy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I kind of just started doing that. And that's how it started. And then, um, yeah, man, it just kind of evolved into, it just had a love. Primarily, that's kind of what happened. That's what's up, man. See, I, you're are you originally from Liberia or your your parents are? Yeah, actually, oh man, uh so yeah, I'm actually originally from Liberia. I came in ninety one. Uh, I actually remember so I remember like way back when we were little, I remember actually when the war started in our country, there was a big mm-hmm. old boom. And I was just like a little kid we're playing on like the bunk beds when I was. And then like we look outside and you see these soldiers like marching down the street, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, dang, what the hell is that? You know, I didn't know what was going on. Next thing we know, like, I think probably like a month later or so, like the the country or yeah, our country basically just getting like demolished, you know what I'm saying? Like bombs and stuff, like buildings, people getting put out of the houses. Like you know, my dad and my mom sat us all out in the in the living room and I was like, yo, like, do you guys want to go to America? I thought America was like the zoo, you know. We don't have zoos there per se, but I thought it was like, you know, going to the marketplace, like, yeah, let's go to the marketplace, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not knowing that it was a whole other country. So we were all excited, but we didn't know what the hell they meant per se. And one night, bro, like I remember this vividly for some reason. I even told my mom about this, but she was shocked that I actually remember this. But one night, I remember like it was really late at night and we were all just running. It was like flashbacks. I'm so little. But I was like flashback. I remember everybody was just running, running, running. It was like my sister was helping me. My oldest just helped me run, you know? And I remember somebody had fallen like in front of me. I told my sister, why is she, why is she not getting up? Like, what's, why is she sleeping? You know, so my sister's like, I said, why is she not getting up? My sister's like, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Like, just let her go. And so we kept running. And then like now as an adult, I think about it, that lady died. You know what I'm saying? From exhaustion or whatever it was. When I was running. So I remember we got to a boat. It was like a cram boat, bro. Like it was like a secret boat. But some guy was just shoving everybody inside this boat to get us to a place called Freetown. And so we all got this place called Freetown, which is like another, if you look it up, like another country in uh, in Africa. But yeah, with Freetown, we basically were able to like kind of escape the war at the time, but also find refuge to get to the United States because my dad was working for the embassy and he had like some kind of ties to get his family out of here. And so that's basically uh, how we got to the United States. And uh, I, it's really weird, but I remember like flashbacks of certain different things, like being in a boat, how hot it was. People were like, you know, starving, all this type of stuff, you know? So like, yeah, I'm a legitimate immigrant like for real yeah. for real right? yeah so i mean it, that's why i think that's where the grind i think really comes from is knowing that like i i don't know like a lot of my family members didn't make it you know what i'm saying so just right. know like we're here that's like it's a lot it's first generation to see what we can do out here yeah that's amazing so did uh i did never heard that story man uh, thank you for sharing that because yeah i knew i knew that you know your family is from liberia and stuff and i, I thought you were too but i didn't know um you know how old you were when you moved here and stuff and i never heard you tell me that story before so wow man um did that shape your creative journey at all like did you did that inspire anything that's a good question i feel like um i feel like it shaped a lot as far as who i am as a person but um for the most part it was just learning like you're just learning the country like learning how to like speak learning how to like speak dialect like how to like kind of map i had like where I was growing up, I grew up on a bunch of white people. So, like, I had to kind of mask my accent because when you're little and you have an accent, all these kids make fun of you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you had to almost, like, figure out how to, like, speak more American, per se. So, I saw my accent only comes out now when, like, I'm around family or if I'm really upset. Then you can hear the accent because I can't filter it. 
know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that was one thing. But as far as musically wise, I feel like I think music has always been our family. As far as like our family just musically knows how to like play guitar, things like that, whatever. But I don't, I don't want to play guitar, but musically we've just been our family. Um, but I feel like, man, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's shaped it. But I feel like nowadays, I write when I write music, I basically write it with like that that mindset behind like to actually like, you know like build music that kind of talks about that story per se yeah. type of thing or like the deep meaning behind music type of thing because i feel like i don't know i've never got into the whole just making just random stuff just to say random stuff i've always right. been like let's have a meaning behind it because people really are going through stuff but um i don't know i feel like it may have shaped things because i remember being in the car during the war my mom was driving by and we always my mom always had like cassette tapes playing mm-hmm. and it was always music that was like you know I, I, that's what you describe it, like bob marley stuff but it's more african music it's like that oh yeah so she always had that playing and i always was like re- rewind it rewind it rewind it and so that's kind of how i remember i was just hooked on music because of that stuff so that's kind of where I, I feel like that's where it came from that's what's up man and then so you uh you and I mean you're multi-talented. You ended up doing modeling. What other creative stuff do you do? I mean, just we'll get into your lemonade that's behind you in a minute. But um, I know oh, you got into like modeling, and then you went to uh, full sale for college, right? Yeah. What are like what are all all your titles? So like I know you're a model, you're a singer, um, you know, business owner. I feel like I'm missing something. There's got to be like one more thing in there. Oh, bet. Yeah, I guess I the whole talent thing is more like I never really had limitations, I told myself. So mm-hmm. I was always kind of pushed to be like, just learn whatever you possibly can. Just like, you know, if, uh, I never really thought of like, you know, having limits. So I, if I like something, I try it off. I suck at it. Fine, I suck at it. I'll stop. But yeah, no, I mean, I did sports for a while. I was really good at sports. I feel like um, I think it's this competitive nature. I'm artist wise. I know I like draw and paint yeah. um, pretty well. I took some art classes to like fine tune that, but I found it as a natural talent at first. And then um, what else? I guess I had the music stuff. The modeling thing just came because actually, actually, I was actually helping on a friend of mine, and she was supposed to, she was trying to go to Paris, France, and I was like playing football at the time, and uh, they I just was supporting her, you know what I'm saying, just walking down the aisle, whatever. And I guess they liked me, and so what happened was we got callbacks, and I asked her if she get a callback. She was like, oh no, they didn't call me back. And I was like, oh really? They just called me back. I thought they called this boat back. So like, oh shit, they called me back. I was like, she's like, oh, you know, to go to Paris. That's how the modeling thing happened. So. I kind of took that plunge and then just kind of, I was like, oh, cool. I get paid to just smile from the camera. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that was cool. But like, I never really took it serious just because I mean, it's like, I don't know, getting paid to like look a certain way is just weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. it's cool. It's blessing. But sometimes like, I never really got into it. Like where I always kind of made sure like I was still like, you know, like humble. You know what I'm saying? For the right. most part. Um, But yeah, as far as talents go, like, I don't know. I just, I basically, if I like something, I really try to, learn more about it or try to be the best in it possible or learn from the best people. So what brought you into creating your lemonade company? Because you started Vanless Lemonade and dog, I'm not even saying this to gas you up because you're my friend, but it seriously is my favorite lemonade and probably one of my favorite things to drink, bro. Like I love your lemonade. What, um, what inspired you? Have Miss Hazel. Hazel was coming to the world and like her mom was like she's wanting to introduce me lemonade like fresh squeezed lemonade per se like at the fairs mm-hmm. and i never i never was a fan like to do you know pay like eight bucks for lemonade but i was like nah like who right. does that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. but like, she was like craving it so when she tried it and i saw like she was so excited about it i was like damn what the hell? i watched this asian couple it was two of them they, they had made like um 50 bucks in five minutes and i was like damn that's some good money oh my gosh 
it's just lemonade. And I tried it. It was like, yeah, it was just water, sugar, and lemon juice. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But then, like, so anyways, Hazel's on the way, and I'm thinking to myself, what kind of business can I create when she's here? Because I was like, yo, like, I don't want to be one of these dads out here who are not in their child's life because they're so busy and working a lot. At the time, I was doing audio engineering stuff at the Mall of America, and I was just, like, so busy. Like, I'm talking 5 a.m. to midnight, just constantly. Like, it was, that's how busy it oh, was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So, I was like, yo, I'm having kids soon. Like, I'm not going to be there for the kid if I continue this route. So then that's what really pushed me to be like, yo, we got to figure this thing out. But like what set me over the edge was being denied a job. Like a friend of mine had asked me to like basically bring like a beverage company here. It was kind of like, it was like a liquor company, whatever it is. I was supposed to be like this whole, I was just supposed to bring it like to Minnesota. I went down there for the training for a whole week. It was like long hours training, bro. Like it was a lot. And then for somebody to be like, you know, actually we're going to go a different route. I was like, yo, I just spent a whole week away from my growing child to bring up wow. business here. Yep. And you're just going to tell me no. I was like, so I was fighting for it. I was like, no, like, you guys don't understand. Like, no, I'm really going to do this. Like, you know, they didn't believe me because they just felt like I was, like you said, so many hats. You know what I'm saying? They felt like, oh, he's going to be, he's going to start it and then quit it and blah, blah. So anyways, I, I convinced them to have a meeting with me to tell them, you know, actually, when I got back home, I bought the equipment for everything, blah, blah. And they were just like, okay, let's have the meeting to see if, you know, how serious you really are. I kid you not, the day of the meeting, they had canceled it and they rescheduled it. And so then we're supposed to have the next day. But then like literally an hour before for that meeting, I text them or emailed them. And I was like, you know what? I changed my mind. Because to me, it's like, if people don't understand your worth, they don't know your worth, you're constantly always going to be like trying to prove yourself. Right. And I was like, I'm here to prove myself to you. I've never been like that in general. I've never been like prove myself to anybody. Yep. So I think if you don't understand like how much I'm going to put in it, then you're just going to have to see. And so that's where I was like, yo, I got to figure out a business because I was going to bring this business and I can't. So this maybe this lemonade thing will figure out. And my buddy Jay was like, figure out how to make lemonade. And then I was like, cool. Then I looked out about the Asian couple again. I was like, yo, they made a lot of money. They made this guy ideas. So I started researching it. And then this dude was like, I have my own brand of lemonade. And I was like, people have their own brand of lemonade. It's just water, sugar, and lemon juice. What the hell? What are they talking about? Right. And then I started researching around the world. Like, I was like, damn, people really do like, all around the world, everyone makes lemonade so differently. I didn't know that. Like in India, they literally use like uh, it's like black pepper or something like that. Wow. And I was like, that's like so different. So yeah, and so I don't know. I was like, so let me try out different things. I had people try it for me, like see what they thought, you know. And when I got to that point where somebody was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "Bam!" I think I'm on to something. So I tweaked a little bit more, and then I like dialed it back and kept it really simple. And that's why I wanted to only only really four ingredients, but I had to just figure out that right amount so it's not too much of this, not too much of that. It's just right. My goal is to be the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> like everything I try to do. And so I was like, what if you could really create this lemonade that there's no hit or miss anymore where it's actually good? You don't have to worry, oh, is it going to be good today? It's going to be too sweet, it's going to be too sour. What if it was just perfect every time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's kind of what I was aiming for. And I feel like I finally found that formula to where this limit, like you said, like that was the goal is to find what people loved it. It wasn't my choice. Like I let the people decide when it was good. And when they decided, I was like, okay, let me just perfect it so that every time somebody tries it, they're sent to paradise. And that's kind of what it was about. Paradise in every sip. That's your motto, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For I real. But I really, I really love that paradise idea. Cause I see myself on like a beach, like with my monkey making music, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's all I really want to end up doing, you know? It was crazy when, when you first told me, I was like, it's like V started a lemonade brand. What? What? What's this about? And you you came up to Minneapolis, uh, and we met at a bar across from IPR where I went to school. And 
you you had it in like a like a milk jug when I oh, first yeah. tried it, and it was I think it was early was it twenty eighteen probably probably yeah because I think seventeen I was like testing it still and like yeah it's probably eighteen yo yeah maybe it was like early early twenty eighteen um yeah or late twenty seventeen but yeah and you you let me try some and you you would always film people when they try it and <laughs> yeah. I, I got to find that clip. I, I might still have that clip. I definitely got to grab that. But I tried it and I was like, damn, V, you're not messing around, bro. <laughs> like, what? Like, I, I was I was shocked, man. I mean, not not sh- I guess not shocked that it was good. But I mean, I was shocked that how much I really, really like it. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, like I have a friend that started his own lemonade brand, a dude that I've known for, you know, a decade and like this is legit i mean you're the only one that i know that has something like that you know it's so it's so unique and it's so bomb so like i i want to like jump on mountaintops and scream like yo (laughs) like i'm trying to do whatever i can to tell people like you gotta buy this lemonade like you gotta try it you gotta try it and i mean i would have had you on this podcast you know even if you didn't start the the lemonade brand just because you're the homie and you know we we done creative stuff for years but man i gotta give you props on that so um you were able to to like quit your day job and finally do it this year right yeah i mean gosh i wouldn't even say quit i got fired bro but like oh, i damn. guess it was like it was kind of mutual but it was just like i was done because basically to me what happened was i took the job to help people i've always been about just i want to help people out you know what i'm saying i want to like make sure that Basically, I want to make an impact on society. So, like, whatever I do when I leave this earth, I want to impact as many lives as possible. Absolutely. And so, the person, well, so I took jobs like a, it's like a, it was like an audio visual job. So I was helping. Like, every day was like a win. Anytime I fixed somebody's computer, or, like I helped them with something, it was a win. And it was cool. But then the guy I was working for was just like so, man. I just felt like he was so like, ah, you know what I'm saying, on your back, like, micromanaging. Mm-hmm. And I told him in the beginning, I was like, I'm not a micromanaging kind of person. So if that's what you do in your job, but please don't hire me. You know what I'm saying? So at first, it was cool. But it became way too much micromanaging. And then, like, towards the end, like, the coronavirus started happening, right? And then we didn't have interact with people at all. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm kind of dying here because I like to interact with people. I'm not really one of those people who wants to, like, sit at a job and just collecting a check every day. It's okay. Sometimes we want to do that. But for me, it's like I'd rather put my time doing something else. And that's kind of what I've always been like in general. And so, yeah, so it got to a point where I think, like, where we really started, the downhill style started was that like, we started working from home. And I was like, I think my daughter's mom, my daughter, yeah, my daughter's, Eva's birthday was coming up. And I was like, we should go to Florida, but I have to work on Friday still. And I was like, but if we don't, if we leave on Saturday, then we have to be back. You know, so I was like, let me just figure out how to make this work. So I figured I could just fly out there and have like work online, that type of stuff. My Wi-Fi from the plane didn't work. So then I was gone for like five hours, right? And so I got back, you know, I think it was three hours, three hours. So I got back, I said, let him know. I was hey, man, I was trying to get the Wi-Fi to work, blah, blah. He's like, what do you mean? Where are you? I was like. I'm in Florida. <laughs> he was so bad because he couldn't leave because he had because the coronavirus, like he was, you know, on high risk. And so he was like, I have to stay here. You need to stay here too. It was like, we're working from home, like we're working remote. So why is it better? Right. He's like, I don't care. Like, what do you do? You need to get back here. You know what? Just clock out. You're done for the day. I was like, oh my gosh. So anyways, after that, I got back to the job. He made me come back in the office. Nobody's in the office. Nobody else is coming in the office. I'm by myself. Literally, I felt like I was in jail. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, you know, I'm being punished per se, but it was like, it was almost to the point where, okay, I get it, what you're saying, it's not going to happen again, let's move forward. 
but it became like a dig after you know what i'm saying when you somebody like is upset with you they just like they want to make sure you feel it oh yeah and i got to the point where i was like bro this dude is tripping and so i think there was a meeting that he wanted me to have and i was like uh i asked him you know because we've been arguing i was like hey can you please you know just let me know what you want to talk about in this meeting so there's no more arguing and he's like no so i canceled the meeting yeah, I was like, I hate that shit. Yeah, so I canceled the meeting. He's like, why'd you cancel the meeting? I was like, because I asked you to explain what was going on, but you don't want to. So I feel like out of respect, man to man, out of human to human, like there's no point in having this meeting with you. So he went dark. As far as dark means on on like on like the web thing, whatever. It's like it means he's no longer in the office, right? Well, he's at home. So I figured he's coming in. So he's coming in. I'm like, oh, he's coming. This is today's the day. Today's the day. Because I already kind of thought about it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, like I don't want to give. I don't want to quit. I need to get fired because if I quit, then he wins. I don't get any unemployment and blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? I'm screwed. I got to find another job. Then Corona's going to suck. I was thinking to myself, if he, gets, if he fires me, then I could probably get unemployment. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, cool. You know what I'm saying? I knew he kind of had a temper. So I was like, I'm just not going to take any more of his crap anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I respect humans. You are respecting back type of situation. So he got hated. He came in. All like, pack up your stuff. You need to go. I walked to the office. I grabbed the Jeez. Snickers bar, I think it was. I think I you know it was like a Snickers bar, grab Snickers bar and like my laptop. And he's like, Where's your stuff? And I was like, Oh, it's already in my car. He's like, What do you mean? I was like, Oh, I already saw I already saw it coming a long time ago. Like, what do you mean? He's like, he was so mad, bro. It was so crazy. He was like, I was kind of like a one-up, you know what I'm saying? And so right. like he slammed my laptop, says saying all this stuff. I'm like, man, like you are the worst person I've ever worked for before, like for real. Wow. Like you're the most disrespectful person ever, you know. And it was weird because like I had just met the CEO of that whole company too. And like he doesn't his environment is not even like that. So for this guy to act the way he's acting, is like you're not even like anyways, basically I got fired, bro. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, at first I had a couple of checks coming, it was cool. I thought I was getting unemployment. I didn't get unemployment because like some weird thing I did where back in the past messed it up. Damn. So now I'm like, this is prime time. I gotta figure out how to make lemonade thing or I gotta get another job. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going all the way in. And I just started like figuring out how to make money with lemonade i kind of already knew but i had i knew if i went in with the same amount of time i went with the job giving somebody else my time i could probably make this beast happen and that's when you guys started seeing it kind of like happen more because i was like i'm all in yeah and then i just i just refused to go back to the nine to five and it's, it's been scary it still is kind of scary but at times i realized it's really on me right it's really on me you know and so yeah nobody else is gonna you know save me if i want to go back to a job i could but then it's like it's kind of like i gave up you know what i'm saying so that's right. not where it's at now. How many stores are you in now, bro? Oh, man. I think I just added a couple more. So I feel like now I'm officially at like 17 stores. Damn. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 17 stores now. My goal is 20 by the end of this month. So like we'll see how I'm pretty close to that. So we'll see. So is the process like literally you just walk into these stores and you let them try it and you ask them if they'll carry it? Is that how that works? Some of them are like that. Some of them are definitely not. Um, so, like, the high vs I'll tell you, high vs is cool. Like, they actually have a system where they run it by themselves. Like, every store is like their own CEO. The franchise. So, you walk into yeah. the high vs they, they may have different products all over the place. But they have primary core products, but, like, primary, like, high vs like, they allow their people to run it the way they want to run it. So, you have to go into a high v and every single high vs kind of rep because you have to go into there and talk to the buyer and see if the buyer likes your product. And fortunate enough for me, like, the product is good. So, like, they like it. I got the point where the package is finally good. It's in glass. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for them to say no, it would be based off of the taste and not just the all other things, too. So, right. so far, it's been, it's been a hit, a hit, a hit. 
couple stores, it's been like, a, maybe we'll try you out, see how it goes, you know what I'm saying? But then once they see that people buy it, then they order more. So it's been, a, it's still a slow, steady process, but just getting in the door is what my focus is right now. I want to get in the door, you know what I'm saying, so they can see what it does. And then from there, like, grow that beast, you know? That's kind of the goal behind that. That's what's up. So some of the places I've seen online you're like oh they only got like three left or whatever so how do you think like do you think it's mostly like people walking in and seeing seeing it and being like oh i want to try this or do you think it's people that like have heard of you and know that it's sold there like how do you think or is it a mix of things i think it's a mix i think at the beginning it definitely was like people that knew me and they'd go on like grab it mm-hmm. and then because of the where they place it people are like what the hell is this you know what i'm saying they look at the label like what was this thing you know what i'm saying and so then they read it like that's why i like me redid, helping getting help redesigning the, the label and everything my friend Tony and different people too like really helped because people it basically tells them exactly what it is and then the goal is to be like let me grab it you know what I'm saying let me try it and once they try it then it's like let me grab a bunch of them you know what I'm saying yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that <laughs> so yeah so it's been like that so but sampling was helping big time before the whole corona thing shut that down too so when I was able to sample man it was flying off the shelf because it's bet. really fun getting people to try it are your goals to go national and then worldwide next? Like, what what are, what are the next steps for you? Um, my next step right now, I guess, is really I want to figure out. I want to like, uh, was figure out the kinks in Minnesota first, and then yeah, go national and then go global. Um, basically, my my end goal, I want to really be able to figure out this system here and duplicate it in my original hometown where I was born, if possible, to oh, actually be, be like. Awesome. Yeah, because my thing is, like, if I can bring money back to the country that my parents took me from, you know what I'm saying, or brought us here from, yeah, I, like, I'd be doing, like, a service, of just, you know, for, like, what we're supposed to do anyway. You come to the country, learn what you need to learn, go back home, and then build the resources back up, you know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. that's kind of my, my ultimate goal is to be able to go back home, build infrastructure just so we can export out of there and help bring wealth back to that country, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of my ultimate, my, my end goal. Word. Hell Yeah. So yeah, I want to talk about um so you and I kind of formed a partnership with this because uh l- last summer I you know, I I love your lemonade and I was just like, damn, I I need to order some from V and I just, you know, I ordered some and then, you know, I you you delivered it. So you you do hand deliveries as well, which is super dope. You do this like milkman style delivery <laughs> and yeah. you you delivered some to me when I ordered it and I was like, I gotta do, I gotta do my boy a solid and just leave like a little review online. So I just did like a little review. And how many people did I help you sell to? I feel like for sure, I know it was at least three. But like, I know like over time, you told me like one time, oh, I know that person. I was like, yeah, that must be another person. Because sometimes I ask them and they'll say, oh yeah, Brandon, my buddy Brandon posted it, blah blah. You know what I'm saying? But it was, bro, it was like three off the bat, like right after your video. You know what I'm wow. saying? It wasn't like, it wasn't like one here dude it's like no like it was like boom 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 and i was like damn like what the hell like this wild because my whole thing is like if people are helping me out i need to figure out help them out if we can do this like as a brand because i have this brand now where like we can people actually like a product i was like how can we make this work together and it was kind of hard trying to figure it out but first i think like i think it's we kind of got to figure it out but i i don't know i feel like my thing was like you guys want to do the studio thing right to set up like a studio right. or something like that and i was like how can we how can we accelerate that process and I just feel like if we could figure out, you know, how if people order lemonade, we'll like, you know, do like a percentage or do like a, a dollar amount so that, you know, if you guys can make money too, we can make money together and just, you know, grow together like that, grow together. Because that's what I think it was, was like shaking each other's hands, scratching each other's backs. Yeah. 
I want to figure out a way to incorporate it into this podcast. You know, some yeah. podcasts have advertisements. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to maybe make like an advertisement for you or something for my podcast. Bad. And then, you know, and then just start putting that in every single episode. What do you think of that? Gotcha. That'd be a damn good idea. I, I wish I could figure out this whole, like, because uh, then you guys have, like, people more outside, United, outside Minnesota and outside United States sometimes, too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got ton, tons of people in Cali and Oregon, yeah. all over the place, Canada. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, especially with our with our sample packs, we've really built kind of a little community and I feel like with the little um, co-promotion we've already done with you, I feel like if we could figure out a way to do the the interstate, you know, uh, different countries and stuff like that, it, it would be we could start slanging like crazy. I really think so too. I gotta figure out this whole because I, I really need to reconnect with the cans people because cans gonna be very easy to ship. And then also like I gotta figure out who was a safe person to ship this glass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah, I think that I think that'd be a hit for real, for real. Because I feel like. Yeah, I just feel like it's gonna be a hit. Yeah, I feel, I feel like if we perfect that, um, it's gonna be a hit, man. I mean, especially like if I can s- start incorporating it into these podcasts more, and then uh, you know, doing more stuff with the sample pack stuff. Um, I just, I just want to help you succeed. That's that's what I'm saying because, I, like, like I said, like I just, I fuck with your lemonade, bro, and I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna see it grow and grow and grow, and I, you know, I just want to see you be successful with this, man, because you deserve it, man. You've always been. Just a solid, solid dude. You've always shown me mad respect, mad love. I've never gotten any bad vibes from you. You just always, always been that dude, man. I appreciate it. Nah, I think back, back to you, man. Back to you for real. I thought at first, you know, I thought we forever we had our first bad vibe because the duck, the duck, the duck lips. I think I thought I was like, oh no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I crossed the line. I was like, oh no, did I cross the line? I was like, oh no. No, I was, I was kidding. That's funny. Yeah, I posted a. For anybody watching, uh, I posted a picture, and I literally, I didn't even do a face. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, doing like a, like a, I don't that's just my natural, like, like, mean mug or whatever. And you were like, uh, like, you look good, man, minus the duck lips. And I'm like, I'm not even doing duck lips, bro. What the hell? <laughs> that was oh, fucking yeah. funny, man. But yeah, I definitely uh, want to get you back on here at some point. Um, I think this should be like a regular thing where I get you on here, especially if you're going to be, we're going to be doing this partnership. Um, but man, I appreciate you coming on here, man. And, yeah. and giving me the time, man. Yeah, for real, man. You too. For, for I really appreciate this too. Like I said, I wish you nothing but success and love, man. And, uh, let's figure out how to make you pop, man. All right, let's do it. We'll figure it out. All right, bro. Good time for you. Yeah, you too, man. Have a great night. All right, you too.